0: Hi, this is uh, k I wanted to thank you again for tuning in to a conversation with Open Minds. Um, we weren't planning on this, but this is intended to be a part two to our conversation on why do black lives matter? So as I always say, I hope you are inspired, motivated, motivated and entertained. One of the three co-hosts with me today is Noah. Hello everybody. And Randall is going to lead the conversation again today As he has a little bit more that he would like to share with you So I will let Randall move on with that
1: All right. hello everybody Uh, I'm glad you came back, if you come back uh, I'm Randall So we're going to do part two of Why do Black Lives Matter? And I'm glad that we're talking about this topic Because I think it's important So I'm going to get right to it had a part one, and I want to start part two off with an incident that happened to me when I was around 20-ish, 20, 21, maybe not yet, yeah, 20 or 21, and I was in the military. I won't give out the people's names or, you know, uh relevant stuff so people could correlate that, but I will give out the city and state that we're in and what actually happened. And the reason why I'm telling this story is I want to show you um, why people are marching and what happens to black men. Um, and And when they're stopped by the police and they're targeted and stuff that they have to accept and that society just accepts because we're black men and people think that's okay. So let me get right to the story. So I was in the military and I was about, I just got back from deployment and I was about to um, get out of the military because I decided that uh, um, after uh, four years, I don't think the military is for me. So I was close to a lieutenant who was over my platoon. Me and him were pretty close. And he uh, talked to me about possibly going to HBCU. HBCU is a historically black university historically back, sorry, college or university. And uh, it was in the South, let's just say. I don't want to give the state because if I give the state, then people will narrow it down. So he said, well, um, you know, let me look at your transcripts. Maybe we can take a trip to this uh, university. If you like it, we'll talk to the um, staff. And since I'm, you know, I graduated from here. I'm alumni, get you in and you can uh, go to college here and then get out and you can go back into the military as an officer. So I said, "Okay." we said we uh, picked the weekend. We were both off and we said we would leave uh, the military base and travel about 10 or 12 hours to this college. So as we're driving, we get to the great state of Texas uh, to a city called Odessa Odessa Texas mind you it's in the middle of the night too and I want to set the story up as two black men um in Alexis at about 1130 at night in a small city called Odessa Texas we pull up to um (laughs) a filling station to get some gas uh so we get out my lieutenant at the time goes in um he says I'm going in to pay for the gas I said okay I'll pump the gas he tells me how much to pump he pays he comes out normal right like anybody would do you get some snacks whatever you come back out I'm pumping the gas I'm driving I was driving he was in the passenger seat and uh, I'm sitting there mind you he's 6'4 ish 225 he's a pretty big guy I'm 5'9 150 160 um, in the middle of, you know and we're there at the pump He gets back in the car, I fill up the tank. As usual, um, because we've been doing that throughout the travel, we jump in the car, we leave Odessa, Texas. Because in my mind, being from the South, and him being from the South, we both know that, and I'm just keep it real, uh, two black men in the Lexus, middle of the night, we don't want to stay in too many small cities as we're going to this university. So we get into the car, we travel down the road, and um, we maybe get two miles down the road, and I'm driving, and all of a sudden I see um, police lights, as they would say, the the red and blues, you know, in in the uh, mirror. So I'm like, man, my heart immediately starts beating. And um, any black man that knows this, I'll just keep it real. When you see police lights in your rearview mirror you become afraid because you know the history of what is going on in this country so i immediately pull over and um i'm telling myself i'm going through the steps you know uh, my lieutenant which he uh he started getting nervous fidgety i'm like hey lieutenant relax don't make any sudden moves you know just let me do the talking because i, I saw he was nervous and in my mind i was like if he gets nervous and does something yeah. Anything out of character, this could end bad for us. So we pull over. Um, and I already said, I already put my hands up off the wheel. I told the lieutenant to open up the glove compartment. He has a registration. Do not move. Um, the police officer gets out of the car. I can tell he's on his you know speaker. He's talking, but I can't really hear him. I let down the window. And uh, he starts walking to the car. So I see when he gets about... I'm looking in the river mirror. I see when he gets about maybe 5 to 10 feet or maybe 8 feet from the car. You know, he takes this, the holster off of his gun. He has his hand with his gun. and He pulls his gun. So okay. now I'm even more nervous because yep. I'm like this. In my mind, I was like, this is not going to be good. So now I'm telling my lieutenant that he's he's fidgeting. So now imagine already being nervous, your lieutenant's fidgeting because he's he hasn't really been in the traffic stop before and now you got this cop that's pulled his gun. So the cop comes up, he knocks with his gun on the window and says, uh Sir, you know, I need your license and registration. So I told uh the officer, I said, My well, first of all, my lieutenant went to try to start getting it. I told him, Don't do that. I said, Sir, I'm not getting that because I don't know what's gonna happen here, but I know. We didn't do anything. Um, So then he, you know, with his gun drawn, he's like, well, I need it. So finally, Lieutenant gets it. We give it to him. I'm like, uh, can we ask what we're being stopped for? He says that uh, he got a call that two black males in this Lexus car stole gas from, you know, a, a, a gas station. And I'm like, that's no way. So now my lieutenant is starting to get animated, which I'm like, hey, you know, I'm trying to tell him to calm down. He's like, we didn't steal any gas. You know, we don't steal gas, we're in the military. So he's like, well, I don't care what you're saying. You know, this is what was reported. Remind you, he still has his gun. And he was like, we're going back to the gas station and we're going to settle it there. So now my lieutenant's like, why why do we have to go back? This and that, I'm like, Lou, Let's just go back to the gas station. Regardless of how we feel, what's going on, or how we're being treated, or why he has this, you know, weapon out, we're going back. So after we talk, he runs our license, he sees our military, you know, uh, license and all that. I guess he felt comfortable. He gets back in the car and he follows us back to the gas station. We get there i get out of the car the lieutenant gets in the car so we we all go in and it's a lady there a white lady and the reason why i'm i'm highlighting race and i'm letting you know which which race each person is is because i want to highlight how these traffic stops go we go in and we say hey he says hey these are two gentlemen you said stole gas so immediately we were like we paid for our gas because my lieutenant was like i came in and paid you what are you talking about i was in the lexus i came in the pages so she was like well i don't know i don't think you paid me yada 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 this and that we're back and forth so finally i said you know what if you feel like we didn't pay you you count down the register right now and if the register is not right then we have a discrepancy but if the register is right then we'll know we paid you so then the lady was kind of like okay and uh, the officer luckily I don't know if he felt like he he gained more confidence in us, but he said, all right, well, if that's what they want to do, you need to do it. So the lady opens the register and she starts to, you know, count it down and do whatever. And I guess she figures out that we did pay her. However way miraculous. I don't know because I know we paid her. And she was like, Oh, well, yeah, it's all there and you know, everything's good. And I'm like, I know we paid you. She's like, Well, I didn't know he was with you. And, She's making all these excuses. So now, and I have to give the police officer credit, now he's pissed at her because he's like, he, she's like, well, I got these two gentlemen, they're military, they paid you, you know, and you brought me out here. This could have ended differently if everybody didn't handle it right. And now you're like, oh, you made a mistake. You could have made a mistake. You could have gotten the money, this and that. So after that, he let us go, he said, gentlemen, you're you're free to go we go he was like uh, i think you need to apologize to them blah 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 i was like sir i don't need any apology i just need you to let me go so i can get back on the road and get to my destination we got back in the car we didn't say anything to each other for at least an hour in the car me and my lieutenant because i just think we were reflecting on what happened what could have happened and how it went down but I'm telling you this story to show you the highlights to you guys and everybody that's listening to this podcast. What happens um, when you're a black man in this country? You don't get the benefit of the doubt. You don't get to argue. You don't get to say, no, this is my right. I'm not going back. You don't get to get talked to in a calm manner without a gun being pulled. You don't get to get marched not to get marched back to a gas station and made to you know to count the money down and just being treated like you're not even a citizen and then on top of all of that and I'm I'm getting to the end of the story when it's found out that they were in the wrong i.e. the gas clerk it's no big deal then you know what I'm saying oh it's, it's no big deal you know alright y'all go on your way no big deal and I just feel like that's why people are marching the streets and saying Black Lives Matter. So I'm going to let you guys reply to that.
2: All right. Um, so I think that those kinds of things are typical encounters. Um, you know, and uh, in, 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 even though that we see it today, I think that we see it because we have cameras. Um, we have, uh, you know, personal cameras. There's uh, cameras in stores. There's all these ways to record the interactions and to prove, you know, I mean, to, to illustrate the truth of what is actually happening, that people are just going about their lives and doing their thing. Um, but I think that the reason those things are caught on camera is because they've been happening for so long that people are comfortable doing it. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's none of that repercussions. Like, you know, I'm sure the cop wasn't happy with the people. It sounded like, you know, he was kind of pissed because, you know, here he is. And I hate to say good cop, but he didn't, you know, he had his gun drawn, but he didn't give you guys a hard time. I mean, from what I heard from the store, he didn't give you guys a hard time. Correct. He could have just assumed you did it and said, no, you're going to jail Mm -hmm. and that's it. And he, you know, regardless of the truth, everything could have been made up to put you guys in the wrong. So even with that, like dude i couldn't imagine you know having a traffic stop and a gun a cop tapping on my window with a gun mm-hmm. i mean i'm respectful of cops i don't like the, the police interaction because i feel like there's that opportunity that you know one slip up one little mistake and things can go sideways so i can't imagine what it's like to be you know like almost like you said driving while black or pumping gas while black and having to deal with all the crap that happens so, you know, I, I, and I think, you know, I said last time, I think it's going to take generations for, mm-hmm. you know, for, for people to realize that there is no, you know, uh, the, the young black man is the criminal, you know, you, th- that mindset needs to go away and it's there. It is there because people, you know, I think KT had illustrated, you'll see people walk on the side of the street to avoid you. Mm-hmm. It, it's just an, it's just an inbred thing that. A lot of white people get for whatever reason that they think that, oh, I'm in danger just because this guy is is male, he's black, and he's, you know, kind of got stature, you know. I mean, I'm not gonna say uh-huh. big, but whatever it is. You know, you keep like you could be five foot tall. Like uh-huh. I mean, I, I keep picturing Kevin Hart, but you know, I mean, you, you don't need to be big, bad, and black to be scary for a lot of these people. The fear is in their head that, oh, they're black. I'm going to go on the other side of the road. I'm going to avoid, I'm just going to avoid them. I'm going to avoid any issues or confrontations. And I think that as generations go on, like people are going to realize that like, no, it's, that's, I don't care. It's just a big black dude. That's all, you know? So, but, but it's just crazy that, you know, it, it, it's ridiculous. It's not crazy. It's ridiculous that it happens. And, And it, you know, it's happened for so long. It sucks. It sucks. But, you yeah, know, and, like, and like I said It's crazy to think That that was a good cop Cause yeah. you, you could have been So screwed I mean I can just picture The road You guys are driving on There's probably like No street lights Mm-mm. You know There's no businesses nearby You're in the middle Of, of nothing It's so easy life. Yeah It's so easy For that cop Or anybody To pull you over Shoot you dead And drive away mm-hmm. And nobody would know Anything About anything And and, and back to The Black Lives Matter Probably nobody would care. Oh, mm-hmm. they'd care. Oh, yeah, there was a homicide, two black guys. Well, the clerk at the store said they didn't pay for gas, so who knows? Okay, write it off. It's it's done. Mm-hmm. It, you know, the, the people didn't matter enough to get to any truth or to pursue it any further. It's just the assumption. That's it. They're criminals. Okay, yeah, we did our job. Case closed. You know? So... That sucks man. I I just got to tell you from from my point of view and you know I, I in the conversations that we have, you know, uh, um th- th- there's no way for anybody to apologize for quote unquote their people, you know? Like uh, as much as I want to say, you know, man, I'm sorry for all the stupid shit that white people do. It's like uh, there's no way for me to account for all that. I mean, it's it's a lot. And especially over the centuries, it's a lot. Mm. So you know i gotta say that you know that sucks i'm glad that you guys made it out you know like you said you're level-headed and shit if somebody taps on my window with a gun i'd i'd shit my pants and mm. probably say and do things that are not going to help the situation not to aggravate anything but just i can't imagine
0: mm-hmm. what about you Katie? well um, um... I have heard that story one time before and in thinking about it and listening to it again, you know, you always can kind of get different, a different perspective on what you're listening to. And so I listened to it differently this time because I'm hearing a story now where, as you say, could have been could have gone sideways real, real easily, real quickly. Um, you know, you're driving in a, in a nice car on a dark road um at three in the morning where for some reason people seem to think black people should not be doing anything at that time of the morning yeah even if you were coming from work so yes you stop the gas you leave um what i think is lucky and this may defend the police officer here, but you were lucky and one yes he pulled you over and drew his gun but we have no idea what she told him exactly yeah right so she could have told him whatever story she wanted to say, which is why he felt the need to draw his gun and say, I need to stop these guys and figure out what they're doing. Okay. So with that being said, he also gave you the opportunity to prove to him that you were right. Mm-hmm. It was good that he made you drive back. It was good that you were able to prove yourself and let him know that whatever she's saying is entirely wrong. Right. Um and then getting upset when realizing that's what she did. So in his case, yes, it was good that he gave you that opportunity, um, but you didn't know any of that from the outset. Exactly, yeah. And I think what people tend to forget is, you know, hindsight being twenty twenty. 20 um, from the outset of all of that, when you get pulled over and a police officer walks up with his gun, For some reason, you think he's going to shoot you. There's no other reason for him to post. Yeah. So, I kind of go back to now, you know, go back to Rodney King. And people say this has been going on for years. The only difference is it's being recorded. Exactly. That was one of the first ones, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and that was back then. Fast forward to today. And I look at it now and I say, but most of them are recorded now. Yeah and still not being treated, even in the way Rodney King was treated. Mm. They're actually being treated worse, because now we even have cops that have body cams that at some point, some of them are telling them to turn them off. Yeah.
2: Or say there's a so malfunction. You,
0: right, and so you, you you look at that and you kind of go, well, you know, the transparency that we're looking for to, to first to feel confident that the police are doing their job and doing it correctly, Cops should never turn their body cams off during a shift at all. Shouldn't even have that opportunity to do so. I think, right? Uh, because you have the untrustworthy person that is going to turn it off, do something nefarious, turn it back on. Like, oh, it just shorted out for a second. Mm-hmm. Even with that, you know, the recording, even people recording with cell phones, um, it still is going by the wayside of. Nobody caring, nobody even looking at that and going, this shouldn't even happen. They're just kind of shrugging their shoulders and assuming that the black person obviously must have been doing something wrong because, you know, he has a record. So obviously he was doing something wrong and the cops had every right to do whatever it is they had to do. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm like, okay, they're, you know, not everybody's an upstanding citizen, but the question is, what were they doing at that moment what were they doing then for the cop to come over and do what he needed to do not what he was called for what were they doing then when they got there and you know working in that type of a business we know and we understand that you can get called for anything but when you get there it's something totally different yes right even, even in the police department i know just from that experience that you can get called to crazy guy with a gun but when you get there if he's not waving a gun that's not the situation and so you now dial it back and treat the situation for what you're seeing it seems like they're not doing that because it almost comes off as an excuse for them to be able to do whatever it is they want to do and knowing now that even though it's recorded repercussions are very weak at best you know, you'll get a suspension with pay for a few days pending an investigation of which more than likely you may or may not be cleared um, and either get your job back or you lose your job, but you can go work somewhere else. Exactly. There are very few incidents where the person is arrested, charged and convicted of what it was we saw. Mm-hmm.
1: So I agree. And I, uh, I was and and my correlation from my story to George Floyd, I said that night, maybe I got the benefit of the doubt. I feel lucky. I feel blessed. Yeah. I feel blessed. Yeah. Even Every time I tell that story, I feel blessed. Like another wave comes over me, like how how blessed I was to get out of that situation. You know, George right. Floyd did not have that benefit of the doubt. He didn't have that cop that said you know what let me look at this another way you know what I'm saying he got the store owner called about a fake $20 bill that we now know was not fake they came they put him in handcuffs I mean I'm not going to go all the way through the story the man cried out for his mom when the cop's knee was on his neck like even if I was if I'm a decent human being I'm a cop and even if I'm having a bad day and this guy says hey man your knee is on my neck I can't breathe where is the humanistic value in myself as a cop to say you know what he maybe he's telling a lie but just in case let me put him in another position so i can you know in light of everything that's going on in america let me do something else so that i won't look like i did something to him but if you look at that video he never got the benefit of the doubt at all and that speaks to um, how we view black males or black people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and his status in society and the fear factor yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah. and it's hard for me to even look at that video like it's hard for me to look at the video because when you hear a man in, in, in any I mean I'm sure in every culture but in black culture when you hear especially a grown man cry out for his mom he is hurt his mom. he is he is hurting that's yeah when i heard that i was like no when you do that because every man has the machismo the macho factor like we're big we're tough but when you cry out for your mom that's a whole nother level of pain you know what i'm saying
2: and you know and you know with with george floyd that was straight up murder yes That's all that was. I mean, that cop, and this has happened over the years, years. If that cop wanted to hurt him, he could have beat him up. Mm -hmm. He could have done that so many different ways, away from the camera. Oh, we're going to drive down this alley. We're going to, you know, pull out the nightsticks, pull out the mace, and beat the crap out of him. That's one thing. But what happened to George Floyd was straight up murder. Yes. That cop didn't care. He knew he was on Mm -hmm. camera. He just... He just sat there, he was cuffed. Yes. It it, it was straight up murder. And I I get nervous about what could happen when the trial happens. Yes. Because everybody thinks, oh, it's obvious. Now I can understand when, when prosecutors bring up charges, like, okay, you can't really make it first degree murder. You know, that's a hard case to prove, even though it looks like it is, and it really is. But to prove it in a court of law but if that case goes down and that cop doesn't get oh yes the worst that he could possibly get
1: period yes
2: i i feel like that's going to be
1: really an- an- another day. tipping point it'll be another tipping tip yeah in, in
2: US. because that that right there proves the point that you know these things happen they've happened for years they've happened for centuries but the life the life that was lost doesn't matter because there's no repercussions I mean, that is, to me, what it's all about, is that fact, that little aspect. Okay, yeah, police do bad things. Bad things happen to people, accidents, but when shit like that goes down on a regular basis and there's no repercussions, I just, it just pisses me off. It really does. Yeah. Well, as
0: as you say that, uh, I remember the Aragona story, because I remember we were all at work, watching the, the video before the story actually broke i remember sitting there watching that video and i, I couldn't understand what i was watching at first because so i was like thinking like what are they doing What? what why is this and so when i finally figured out what they were doing and why it was going on and what happened and then the story broke there was a part of me that said something should happen now because this one was recorded from beginning to end Right. You know, not just, oh, we caught them doing the bad part they you know. No, no, we saw exactly from when they walked up to him and started talking to him to the, the chokehold to the getting on the ground. And then like 20 minutes after when EMS showed up and they didn't do anything and they kind of walked around and waited around and then they took the buddy and they left. Yeah. I watched all of that and I thought to myself, there is no way something doesn't happen to each one of those people that were there. Right. Exa- oh, but oh, yeah, nothing right. Did, exactly. But but nothing really happened. And it, it was to me it, for me it was a punch in the stomach of the reality of so even recorded now doesn't matter. Exactly. And I yeah, You know, exactly. we could be we could be recorded but if I'm considered you know a a criminal in society then whatever happens to me is justified.
2: Right. Well, and that's the other side of it too. It's it's the it's the crap it's the made-up BS that this person is now vilified. They're the criminal. Well, then it makes it okay. It's like no, it doesn't make it, it doesn't, okay. It
1: doesn't.
2: Even even if he is breaking whatever law they claim, there is no justification for that kind of action or you know use of force by the police in any way to that extent at all. That is just crap.
0: That you know, use of force it, should be their last resort.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. But and, it's becoming and, but, their first. But then to turn it around and say and to justify it by like, well, he was a criminal, well, he was doing something illegal. It's like, give me an effing. Break. And let
1: me say something here. I want to say something to somebody that might be listening to this podcast. We are not against police officers. We're 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 nope. pro police officers. What I am, let me speak for myself. Right, you guys can chime in. What I am against sure. is when police officers treat one race of people one way and they treat another race of people another way and not because of what the person does not because of uh something that happened but because of how they feel about this group of people because I've seen right. like police officers and I'm gonna just I hate to do this white and black but I'm gonna do it we're in this time I've seen them with white women just cussing them out. I've seen them with white men just cussing them out, and they just, the police officers are calm. And, and I'm talking about on my job. And in yeah. the police officers calm, ma'am, calm down, sir, calm down. They're cussing the police officers, and they let them go on and on until, until, for like 30 minutes until they can't take it anymore. But I've also seen some of those same police officers with people of color they're doing the same thing and they stop it right there. We're not doing that. We're I've seen them pull out their tasers. I'm like, wait a minute. You know what I'm saying? The other day yeah. you let this person go on and on and you know, I just want it to yeah. be, you know, equal in the eyes of the law. And that's what bothers me so much. And people are just so cavalier about it. Like, oh, no, no big deal. You know, it's all good.
2: Yeah, no, it's not. I, I agree with you. You, you know. With what you said, and asking if you know we want to chime in, I agree, a hundred percent.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. So I, I um I uh when you say that I I understand exactly what you're saying as far as the the quality in the treatment. Um, I've also seen. I've also seen how they. I think part of it, not and once again, not defending them, that there is this for some reason there's a sense of sudden aggravation when they feel like they're dealing with a person of color yes. as opposed to um, yeah. so they are immediately on the defensive when dealing with a person of color but you you look at that and you get into all of the, the shootings that have gone on over the years or, or let's just even say the last five, five to ten years give or take If you actually look at them, you will notice that a lot of the shooters that are white are still alive and probably in jail. Yeah. But if the shooters aren't, or if the person who supposedly had a gun and they're black, they're dead. That's that is true. I mean, you can walk into a church and shoot up the place and walk out. Yeah. Yeah you can walk into a movie theater. what about the
1: guy that shot up, up the, the guy that shot up the mosque in uh was it pittsburgh or the jewish yeah. synagogue in pittsburgh
0: right well, you can walk into a movie theater shoot up the place yeah and walk out well they bought the one kid <laughs> burger king a burger <laughs>
1: yeah a whole, yes! a whole value meal
0: yes so you so you look at that and when you know that's why i find it hard for the argument of it's not about race but when you see that and you see a guy where they say well the police were called because the guy was waving a gun well did he have one well we really don't know but he's dead i have to ask the question why we got exactly. a call for a guy who's doing something in front of a store he's selling loose cigarettes but he's dead exactly We're transporting the guy for whatever it was that he did he's handcuffed in the back of our van doesn't make it there because he's dead i mean help me to understand how black lives don't matter when you've just shown how easy it is to dismiss something as
1: clear as that explain to me how you know we're equal if you have what's the kid in colorado um, Elijah Elijah McLean. He walk in He explained mm-hmm. He had the scarf on He explained to them He has a disorder That's why he was Listening to rap music yeah. He's waving his arms They take this kid down He's 125-30 pounds They're forcing him down And then Over everything I think me and KT Looked at this that night Over every I don't know if me and KT Was there But over everything they did They take him down They put him on the ground They restrain him Um mm-hmm he's letting them know I forgot that this order he had he has uh I forgot I would have to look it up but if you listen to this podcast look it up after, after they restrained him with like three or four cops to make things 20 times worse the fire department that was in cahoots with the police department go and oh, give this yeah. kid ketamine which yeah. me and uh uh friends uh, yeah yeah they gave him what was it 10 times uh 15 times the legal dose
0: Oh yeah, 15 enough, they, said, they, said enough, they said enough to stop a horse. Yes. And not even the dose that's in their protocol no. that you would have given had you given it to a person in the first place.
1: Yeah, all of them so, should be in jail. All of
0: yeah, them. Yeah, but, but they're not. Exactly, And they won't be. You know, you go jogging down the street and your citizens are trying to make a citizen's arrest.
1: Ahmaud Alberry. there you go.
0: I mean... How do you rationalize that type of behavior and and just say, well, it's okay. They must have been doing something right. You can look at them and say they're doing something right. You can look at me and say I'm doing something wrong. And there lies the, the, the problem is how we view race, how we view people of color as opposed to not.
1: And that's why people are marching in the streets for this movement saying, hey my black life matters just like yours not more than yours not less than yours it matters just like your life matters my life matters my black life matters my children's black life matter my wife's black lives matter which leads me to Breonna Taylor man that is the most egregious every time I read it the more I read it All all of them are egregious but the more I read this the yeah. more I'm like, this young lady had a future. She did. She yeah. was an EMT. She mm-hmm. was studying to be a nurse. She was, man. Just just when I think about, it, I get so upset. Louisville, Kentucky. She was in her house, yep. in her bed, with her boyfriend. They went to her house, which they went to the wrong. They got. They had the wrong person. Uh, the wrong side of town uh the wrong place the wrong address and oh come to find out the person that they were looking for was already arrested uh eight hours before on the other right. side of town they right. knocked down her door shot her eight times I thought it was like two or three times eight times yeah, it was a lot her boyfriend grabbed his gun shot a police officer. as she lay, as she laid and this is the part I didn't know as she lay gurgling in blood they didn't assist her they went to assist the police officer they let her lay on the ground and they grabbed the boyfriend and arrested him as she died on the ground for nothing it's been over a hundred days that she has been dead nobody Mm -hmm. arrested one person uh, I think got fired um no, nothing like she didn't even exist like her life didn't even matter that's why we exactly that didn't, yeah, didn't matter talk about that yeah what you guys well think.
0: and i just saw something about that this morning where it did say that the cop he was given his you know account of what it was and uh you know they knocked they identified themselves um and then he got shot in the leg and that's when they returned fire is the way that that story went down i'm like okay
1: but Mm-mm. still no because a no no knock. why would you knock on a no-knock warrant exactly thank you see they trying to they trying to fix the story now
0: they're controlling the narrative yeah they're trying to fix the story
1: now well
2: in the the, like you said Randall, the whole concept of a no-knock warrant the police just bust down your door how is that even legal it's not how is that even a thing
1: yeah what did we well, talk about the other
0: day, Noah? Go ahead, Katie. I'm sorry. I was gonna say that no, the the boy. I, I think the boyfriend's account was he heard the he, he said he heard the the door basically coming off the hinges. Yeah. And he didn't. Who was coming into the house? So yes, he went for his gun because he doesn't know who's coming in. Who
1: wouldn't do that? I got a gun. Yep. I would right. do it if you coming in my I'm house. I'm thinking
0: yep. anybody <laughs> who's defending themselves in their own home, and you come busting into their house and don't identify or say anything. Exactly. Who do you think? So, I don't know. It, it's it's frustrating, is what it is. You know what's it's even frustrating.
1: more frustrating? And me and Noah talked about this other day. Yeah, it's a, it's also a it's also a class issue because, like, we were talking, it's, Noah in Windermere, yeah. in the city of Orlando, yes. they wouldn't let that happen at all. Like, it wouldn't even get to that. First of all, you're not going to do a no knock warrant in Windermere. They're not going to let that happen. No,
2: the rich people over there are not
1: letting that happen.
2: There will be phone calls made to the house.
1: Yeah, exactly. They're not letting
2: it happen. Arranging things.
1: (laughs) And and then, even if they did let it happen, which we know they won't let it happen, if it went down bad, all of those officers will be fired and will be up on charges. We already know that. But because (laughs) these officers were in a neighborhood that was probably predominantly people of color, they feel like they can get away with that. That's why you see all of these in 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 you the Pine Hills area in the Paramore area when you see these traffic stops or people getting arrested these officers feel like they can do whatever they want to do because there's no recourse. I'm telling you I see it all the time and then when we as people of color complain they're like oh they just complaining you know they were in the wrong anyway and then they'll say oh well he has a record so because he has a record Basically they're just writing the off that he has no right to complain Even though the officer could have been wrong But we take the person's record Just like in the case of George Floyd And we equate it to Well he did that because he has a record Which we should never equate it To that you know what I'm <laughs> saying It should be no. right and wrong
0: yeah. Right my record shouldn't have anything To do with it to be honest with you um, It makes me think of An incident that happened here um while all of this was going on apparently the police were trying to pull over um and talk to somebody because he didn't have a seat belt on and he was the passenger in the
1: car oh yeah i saw that yeah yeah you're yeah
0: and I, I have no idea why but apparently the, the person got out went into the house and so then they were trying to get into the house to get to the person but nobody was going to let him in so their rationale for almost trying to bust down the door pushing over the girl who was there who was pregnant was they smelled marijuana Mm -hmm. and in their mind they had to secure the house because they smelled marijuana and that was their justification for dropping into the house the way that they did
2: exactly and
0: I guess they dragged him out and they did the same thing they did he put his knee in the guy's neck and the guy says you're hurting me and I heard the cop saying I will paraphrase but he did say I'm not putting that much pressure on you just relax and I yeah. was like, how do you get to tell him what he's feeling? Exactly. I, mean, I understand what you're doing, and I understand that you're doing your job, but do your job correctly. Exactly. I mean, you know, you're supposed to be there to protect and serve, but you're not doing either.
1: Yeah, and I think that you know, I think that in, in all of this, I am glad, and I just looked at something this morning that a coalition of people that are like tired of seeing this happen it's Or it's forming everybody it's forming whether people like it or not and it's people of all different hues colors you know sexual orientation they're coming together to say we're tired of this and we're going <laughs> to do whatever it takes to not have this happen and I'm happy for that because if, if we don't do that is going to continue to happen and um, I have a lot of uh, other stuff but I, I feel like that's it's not relevant um, I'll just let people know on the podcast uh, look up the southern strategy by Lee Adwater I'll tell you yeah. a lot about what happened in America look up the anti-crime bill 1994 anti-crime bill you know I will admit Joe Biden was part of that Bill Clinton was part of that but look at the anti-crime bill look yeah. up look at what redlining is redlining and, and what that means in america and how that formed and shaped america uh the southern strategy started with richard nixon and barry goldwater and went on to lee atwater and the great ronald reagan not my great president but (laughs) i don't i don't revere him but other people do
2: as he's known as yeah
1: as he's known there you go there you go that's a good for as he's known as i'm gonna start using that The, the, the just say no drug bill by ronald reagan 1986 you know, all of that forms into the still the undercurrent yeah. of uh of what America's built on. So I'ma just uh I don't wanna get into that because it's a whole other discussion. But I also have an uh one little uh, story that I heard. I don't know if you guys have heard of the birdcage Bird Cage theory. When you're talking about hey, um, when you're talking you talking about go? when you're talking about uh, systemic racism and I saw mm-hmm. this the other day on TV and then uh, after this you guys can jump in and we can summarize the bird cage theory goes is a bird in a cage so if a bird in a cage and we're talking about systemic racism if you're a bird in the cage anybody and you're looking out of the cage <laughs> you just see one bar you would think as a bird that you could get out of that cage why can't you get out of that cage there's just one bar it's just if you're looking if you have a narrow point of view right and you're just looking at that one bar on the cage you can't see the rest of the cage so you're just looking you should be able to get out of that right because you're having a narrow view of things Is based on how some people look at America and look at systemic racism but when you pull back because as a bird you can't see the whole cage right you're in the cage but as you pull back and you see the whole bird cage and you see all the bars that are surrounding the birdcage You know what I'm saying Then you see that it's a trap for the bird It's a cage Like we say so it's hard to overcome It's hard to overcome that birdcage To me that's what systemic racism is And that's what the the gentleman That talked about that uh, Explained systemic racism of. If you got a narrow view of it You kind of really can't see of it See it if you, if you're, you have a, a narrow view But if you look back and You look at all the other things like I was just listening that's why i listed all of those other little things and there's more stuff out there the anti-crime bill the just say no bill the southern strategy those are all bars in the bird cage that make up systemic racism the voting right voter suppression and all that stuff the the uh you know what i'm saying the prison pipeline does that make sense you guys You see what i'm saying yes, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely yeah so so, to, to me, that all plays a part. So I feel like if we come together as a, a group and like I like to use the coalition of people of different hues, different sexual orientation we come in together and we say, no, this is not happening. We can literally we can change this country. So, I mean, in, in, in summary, in closing, I don't know if you guys got anything else, but I just think that this is a new time in America this is a, i like to call it an awakening because mm-hmm. if we don't wake up now and like noah <laughs> said and we don't get it right now and if we let this this copy minnesota like we say is verdict come back and it's some crazy bs i don't know where we're gonna be you know and i just hope that you know people understand that right is right and wrong is wrong, I just hurt I just hate when people try to justify something that's wrong because I like like it's, it's almost like when your kids you're talking to your kids and they do something wrong and i'm I'm summarizing it here, yeah. and uh you say hey, you know, um you forgot to uh put the toilet seat down I'm just giving an example on the toilet seat okay. well the kid yeah. instead of the kids saying you know what dad I won't do it again. They say, "Well, uh, you had the toilet seat up, or I had to do something real quick, or this distracted me." You know, you're giving all these different things mm-hmm. on why you didn't do the right thing. Does that right. make sense? And that—that's where I feel yeah. like we're at, and we've been at, and we're at, and we've been in society for a long time. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree with that.
1: So uh, we can we can um, go around and, and summarize it if you want to.
2: Yeah, let me let, I'll say something and then Katie, if you wrap it up after that. But so, every, yeah, just like we were saying, like you said, um, something else to look up um, in addition to um, the Southern Strategy is the Dixiecrats because there was a time you know everybody likes to say well the KKK was started by the Democrats. Yes. Um, that might be true, but then. The republican president was the one that freed the slaves with abraham lincoln i mean the emancipation you know th- technically that's when it all started whether or not he actually did it for the reasons they say but anyway so there's a point where the party switched the ideology yes so you know you look at the modern democrats they're not for the kkk who does the kkk support more than likely it's the very right um you know very hardcore right wing of the republican party that's who the the kkk the the white supremacists support those candidates with those ideologies and that's a generalization of course but that's typically how it goes something else to look up and as you were talking about the whole thing i've heard this guy before and i, I read about it, and i always forget his name because i i can't remember nothing but he's a lawyer that came up with rules for his kids and i'm not going to go over the whole thing but his name is lawrence otis graham and i just looked him up and i sent you guys the link okay It's things that white people don't have to talk to their kids about Mm -hmm. because it's not something that typically that needs to be worried about or discussed. Mm -hmm. Something as simple as getting a receipt for a piece of gum. Mm -hmm. Like getting a receipt for pumping gas. Yes. Why should that be required? Why should that be something that has to be thought about? Well, (laughs) based on your story, it's things that need to be done just to prove the point that nothing happened. Yes. You know? Yes. So th- those are my two things to look up. And and I do feel like as a as a as a not society, but as a human race, I do think we will get to the point where, you know, there's more people that want equality, that want fairness, that want justice, that outweigh the people that don't care and things think that people and things don't matter.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah,
2: That's my wrap up
0: here. I agree with that. Um, so, as you were saying, I actually find it kind of um, interesting uh, when you talked about, you know, getting a receipt for gas um, or, you know, going to buy a candy bar. Because I always used to joke around with that because someone said it to me once back, you know, back in the you know, 80s, back when I worked in that business. Um, when it was would you like a receipt, sir? And I would always say, are you going to say this transaction never happened Hmm. and they would kind of chuckle and they'd go no and i go then i trust you and i'd walk away because why do i need to prove that i bought a candy bar yeah you know why why do i need to prove that i shouldn't have to but in what you're saying it's almost like but apparently i do have Mm -hmm. because someone's going to say that i did um for me it's Trying to get people to realize, okay, so you don't want to go back hundreds of years and look at how racism became as systemic as it is. Um, I understand that. Um, that just gives you a history on the frustration of people today, in my opinion. Um, if you don't want to go back that far, you could go back ten years and just look and say, as you say, a simple good from bad. So, regardless of what you think of the person, if as you, as I read in a book, um, and it was actually a, a John Grisham novel. Um, it was a very good way to take race out of the picture and put a human factor in there. And the way they did it was, as the attorney was talking to the jury, he told them to close their eyes, and he painted the picture. He painted the picture of what happened to the little girl in the book and how it happened and ask them to imagine if that was their child, what would they do? Mm-hmm. So in this situation, when you look at all the things that are going on, even if you want to take race out of the equation and just say, if that was your son, if that was your brother, how would you want them to be treated? If they can look at people that way and not just look at as as good, bad, or you know, rich, poor, or whatever, um that in and of itself could go a long way. Yes. But I feel that because they can't, that is why when we plant Black Lives Matter, they say, not really. Uh, uh. And that's kind of where we have ended up in a society to me that doesn't care, in a society that um has become very self-absorbed, very um, self centered because um you think social media really is going to make everybody together it actually has isolated everybody more than anything else in the world true um yeah it's given people a a
2: group to gravitate towards
0: yeah yeah it's kind of the weirdest thing that it it, you thought it was going to do that but it really didn't It, it, it it has empowered people to find information to believe what they think is correct And as I've always said, you can find whatever you want on the Internet that's going to prove your point, but it still doesn't make it right. Yes. Right. And you have to be able to find the information that proves right from wrong, not proves your point. Yes, I think if we can get people to do that, I think right from wrong will eventually be, you know, the center of everything and not just I need to prove that I'm right or I need to prove that what I'm saying is correct or whatever that case is and then there'll be a turn into the possibility of caring of lives actually matter Mm -hmm.
1: I agree man I I think this conversation was excellent both parts I mean we got out some views Um, I think that if people want to comment on our podcast feel free to comment and I just think that uh I love the discussions that we have. You know, we get right to the point. We point out things and we all have different different uh views on the same topic or different information on the same topic. So, on this topic, that's all I have, guys.
0: Well, I would like to say that um yes, it is good to get a different perspective, a different viewpoint on a situation. And I should also say that, yes, you are correct. These are our own personal opinions on situations that we have read about, that we've seen, that we've experienced. Um, we're not here to change the world in a day with a podcast. We're here to give information, give opinions, give thoughts, because we want people to be able to get a different idea, a different perspective on what's going on today and not just have their own live in their own little bubble and think that that's where everything lives um i enjoyed this one too yes it was heavy but i felt like it needed to be said it needed to get out um so people really do hear this the the message needs to be said Mm -hmm. so um i would like to say thank you all for listening to the podcast today Um, We hope that you were inspired. And if you have any questions or thoughts, we'd be glad to hear from you. So you guys take care of yourselves and each other and always try to have a conversation with an open mind.